Welcome to Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a lot about life and a little about business. Your host, Ashley Ramsey, will be sitting down with guests from all different sectors of the real estate industry to tell you their real life stories. From hardships to triumphs and business to personal lives, we promise to bring you the tea. Welcome to another episode of Spilling the Title Tea. Today's guest is Richard Tate, who is the owner of Hampton Hall Movers right here in Richmond, Kentucky. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, I think that sometimes people tend to forget that the mortgage and the real estate industries are full of professionals that are outside the careers of loan officers and realtors. There's just so much work that gets done behind the scenes by people like you that people don't necessarily really think about when they're going in to buy a house or something of that nature. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how Hampton Hall Movers came into existence? Well, it was really a God thing. Um, I like to say that I started, but I didn't really have anything to do with it other than say yes, that I would. And I retired about a year and a half ago from the city of Richmond Fire Department. I started helping a buddy just every now and then whenever he needed help. And he works in Lexington primarily. And he got to talk to me. He's like, man, this might be something that you could flourish in. And he said, I want you to just think about it. And I really wasn't looking for anything like that. And it came up. We started doing some deliveries for some furniture stores and uh, bought a truck. And God just opened so many doors for us. We want to be a company that has high quality people, that has a high quality service, that does a really good job and that people can trust. And, you know, I've just found out that if you do what you say you're going to do and you show up when you're going to say you're going to show up, that speaks volumes to people that they can trust, you know, myself and my team to go in their house and handle their things, be careful as we can with it, and just to do what we say we're going to do. And it's really took off like I didn't expect it to. So I'm very thankful for that. Well, it speaks volumes because unfortunately, that's not the norm in really any industry. You know, clear communication, trustworthiness, actually doing what you say you're going to do, showing up, giving right. quotes. That doesn't happen really across the board in most places like you would expect it to. Right. I would agree with that. And you're not going to please every person. Some people are just harder to do, but we just feel like that if we do what we say we're going to do to the best of our ability and be honest and upfront with people, that it's going to pay off in the long run. And some of my guys get on to me quite often that I work with, you know, as part of our team, like you're too nice. And because we do do things extra for people at times and we don't always charge them, you know, and yeah. And it was like I tell them, I was like, if you do good to people, it's going to come back to you. And hundred percent. And it always has. So that's just that's kind of how we're going at the moment. And I don't want to change from that. I don't want to change from who we are, the foundation that we started with. And we just want to keep doing a high quality service for people that we can. Absolutely. And you shouldn't change from that business model. Obviously, it's working, number one, because you're growing really, really quickly. But on top of that, if you changed the character of the business, it would be a change in your personal character because obviously you're basing it off of the way you live your life. Well, you know, and you've seen it in some businesses, they start getting bigger and bigger and then things change and over a period of time it falls apart. And so I just believe that your foundation and what you're built upon is what you need to stay with. And if it takes 10 years to grow to where you think it needs to be, then so be it. And if it takes a year, so be it. But don't change who you are. And don't change who your company is. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So obviously you were talking about how you had retired from firefighting and you've jumped into this whole new 
career path that you never thought that you would be in. I think that's so funny that this wasn't even really a plan on your radar. Isn't it funny how, like you said, God just opens opportunities and it just kind of falls into place exactly like a nice little puzzle piece. Within six months of retirement, I had an LLC, a box truck, and I had a contract with the company to start doing deliveries. So that's just something that I wasn't. just happened. No, it doesn't just happen. It wasn't something I was even looking for. But, you know, praise the Lord. That's where he's got us at right now. And so I've always been one that I enjoy helping people. And I think most people do enjoy helping people. And yes, we're running the business. And yes, we're in the business of making money. But at the end of the day, like, if you can move a family into a home in a day and whenever you walk out the door, everything is ready for them, except, you know, we don't make the beds, but their washer and dryers working, their beds are set up, their TVs are on. And it just gives you a pretty good feeling knowing that you've took a weight off of somebody's shoulders and helped them do something that they've really dreaded doing. Yeah, because moving is really the worst. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but, you know, if you have if you have good people working and you have the right tools and you have the right attitudes, then it's not as bad as what it can be. Well, it's definitely not as bad as somebody else like you was handling it for right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So on top of running this brand new startup business, you have four kids at home. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? They've had a tough, they've had a tough go. I don't know. I get emotional about it because, I mean, we've all had a tough. Their mother, my wife, she passed away. It's almost five years ago now. And uh, my oldest will be 15 in July. You know, he was 10 years old when his mother passed. So, yeah, it's been tough. You know, it seems like it, life don't always deal you the best deck of cards. But at the same time, you can either keep going or you can quit. And we're not quitters. And so I've seen a lot of strength and my kids, and I've seen them grow up quicker. They've had to be stronger. You know, my two oldest are in middle school, and middle school is a tough age. It's a tough place. Kids are constantly, you know, saying all kinds of stuff. You know, their emotions are changing. and Absolutely. So they have to adjust to all the things that are being said. But, you know, that's the main reason that I retired, that I had my time in. Yes, I could have stayed, and, you know, it would have been probably better financially for me to stay but my kids need me more than any job does you know it's different being a single parent as opposed to a solo parent and you know that's difficult i've got my parents and step parents have been great and helped me out we've had a wonderful bunch of people around us that's always helped out and guided my kids and prayed for us nonstop. and i'm thankful for that but those kids are they've been through a lot they're still going through a lot but obviously you can tell how much i care about them but yeah, I love my babies. Well, it's a big responsibility to raise children, in, especially in today's world with all the craziness going on. But to be thrown into a situation really unexpectedly, to be doing it by yourself when you expect to be doing it with a partner long term for the rest of your life, you know, that in itself is just such a turmoil and an overhaul of the way you run your life. I don't even know how you adjust to something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's no way that you can plan for it. I mean, you somewhat plan for it. I mean, you know, she battled cancer for two and a half years. But at the same time, we had faith that, you know, we thought she was getting better. So we never one time talked about her passing away between her and I. We never spoke that. So, yeah, you're right. There's people that are married, especially serving the Lord, that I'm just used to that relationship where God's the center. You don't realize what it's like to lose somebody. And 
you don't realize that they're your accountability partner without you even knowing it, that you're getting stress off just by their presence in the room without even saying anything. There's many things that you noticed after they're gone that you don't appreciate until they're gone. And it's hard to explain that unless you've been there, and I hope nobody ever is. But at the same time, the reality of the world is I've dealt with many people that's lost their spouse just since I've been running this business and how things change in their life and how they're moving. And we've had the ability to help people move their belongings after their spouse passed away and dealt with their emotions. And, you know, I sat with the man the other day for well over an hour who lost his wife a few months ago and not knowing how to deal with anything. And I said, brother, I've been there. I can empathize with everything that you're going through. And that's exactly why this door got opened for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a ministry in itself. Right. Through your work that you didn't even realize you were going to be doing. I know. You know, how crazy is that? Wow. That gives me goosebumps, really. I mean, because truly, that's why this opportunity fell in your lap, you know, so that you are able to be a light in situations. And I mean, that's an extremely dark time, Mm -hmm. as you know. And to have somebody that can say, well, number one, I can help you take the stress of this move off. But number two, I absolutely can know exactly what you're dealing with and how you're feeling and can give empathy to somebody. I mean, that's priceless. Yeah, because you're not going to handle everything the best when you don't have somebody right beside you, you know, that is for you all the time that you've been with. You're not going to handle every situation the way that you need to handle it. And so there does need to be empathy. There needs to be grace. There needs to be mercy. I get, you know, tickled now that I've learned so much about that part of my life is, you know, we want as much grace and mercy as we can get from God. But a lot of times we don't want to hand it out to other people. That's so true. And so that's one thing that has stuck with me to make me a better person from here on out. A lot of times I wasn't given that and a lot of times I was, but there was a lot of times that I wasn't. And I was just like, man, you know, we ask and freely receive all this grace and mercy, because we think it's just for us, but it's not. But it's not. And if you're freely receiving, you definitely should freely be given. That's such a good point. And I think intellectually, people probably recognize that. But to live that out mm-hmm. is such a rarity. Mm-hmm. That's such a rarity. And that's just a profound statement. It really is. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things until you've been there. There's no reason to look for that until you go through that. And so there's been a lot of things since in the past five years that we've went through and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, but we've learned from it all and we're still here and we're moving forward, you know? Yeah. Beauty for ashes. Right. There's good in all of it. I can remember it was probably a few months ago and, you know, we haven't been running for a year yet. It's close to it. So I didn't want to complain too much, but I was just like, man, this business is slow right now. The interest rates were changing. This was in January, whenever sales were down, you know, right after Christmas, we just didn't have a lot of work. And I just started complaining, you know, murmuring. And the Lord spoke to me and he was like, you haven't paid your tithes on your business. And I was like, I thought I had. And I started looking back and I was like, obviously, you're right. You know? (laughs) Yeah. He kind of knows things a little bit more than we do. (laughs) Yeah. And so I went to church that next Sunday. And of course, I forgot my checkbook. And so I reached in my pocket and I... I put some money in there, but I knew this wasn't my tithes, you know? And so the next Sunday, I made for sure I had my checkbook and I wrote my tithe check out. And from that day forward, my phone has not quit ringing. And so that showed me, and I knew this subconsciously, 
But whenever you get put in that spot, it's not because of my name or the guys that are working with us. It's not about their name. It's not about the company name. It shows me where our work comes from. And so that's when it's really took off, when I started being obedient to paying what I was supposed to be paying. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. He's good like that. He has a sense of humor. So I just wonder how you manage your day to day because you've got four kids. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they have extracurricular activities. The boys are in ball and different things. And you've got this business that you're running now. And just there's lots of irons in the fire. How in the world do you keep up with all this? I refer everything to a team. You know, it's really about the people that you surround yourself with. My mom and my dad have been excellent. My step parents have been excellent. My girlfriend and her mom, they help out a lot. Yeah, the kids, they stay active. But at the same time, when I said that they had to grow up quicker than most kids, this is part of that. We have our alarm set. They get up very early. They get in the shower. They get themselves ready. We get on the school bus. They know what their daily routine is. They know where they need to be and what they need to be doing after school. You know, some are playing ball, some are in 4-H, and some like to sing. And I've got one that he works out a couple days a week. And so I can't take credit for any of it, to be honest with you, and I'm not going to try to. Everything just always works out. And you don't stress over the things that you used to stress over. You know, whenever you go through certain situations like we've been, just stuff are not as important as what they used to be. And so... Chastity has been, you know, instrumental in this business as well. And we're very different on things. We're a lot alike on most things. We're very different on certain things. Stuff that will make her stress, I could care less about. Stuff that she could care less about, I stress about. Like, we just work it out, you know. There's no sense in getting wired up about it. You know, it's going to eventually work out. We're going to get it. And that's kind of how we are with the kids. You know, I want them active. So I want them finding whatever it is that they enjoy doing. And, you know, I try to get them into that. And some of that, you know, is more active than the others. But no, it's about the support team around you. And I've been extremely blessed by a good surrounding cast of people that cares for us, that prays for us and helps take care of us. Yeah. Well, you could have never done it alone. No, there's no way. But, you know, not everybody always has the support that you've had. And I think that's just a true blessing. You know, that you've had such great people to stand around you through all of this and to help you carry the load. Right. Yep. Um, So the last thing that I have for you is I wanted to ask you if you have advice for people who are dealing with transitions in life. I mean, obviously, you've had the huge transition of becoming a single parent, solo parent out of kind of the blue. But you've also transitioned from firefighter to owning your own business. I mean, you've had a lot of transitions in your life. What do you think is the key to being able to kind of navigate change so well for people who are having to deal with things like that right now? I really don't have a good answer for that, to be honest with you. Eventually, everything's going to work out. I think, especially right now, the way that the world's going is uh, stress is increasing in every aspect of life. And if you get right down to the nuts and bolts of it, what do we have to stress about? Just like, you know, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. And so it's just like, this is what I can control. I can't control X, Y, Z, but this is what I can control. And so if you're talking about navigating into a new situation or a new business, focus on what is right in front of you and make it the very best that you can. You know, if you go different kinds of jobs and it doesn't matter where it's at, there are a lot of people, whenever they start and they get in there for a little bit, they want to be the boss and they want to do the boss's job. 
you know, instead of focusing what their job is. And so it's an old school mentality. You know, if your job is sweeping the floors, will you be the best sweeper that they've ever had there? And eventually you're going to get moved up. People are going to recognize that. Because like what you said earlier about the honesty and integrity and people that's going to do what they say they're going to do is not out there right now. Well, whenever you find somebody like that, you're going to get swept up really quick. That's very true. Well, I think that's great advice just across the board, really, for anybody. I think that's great advice. But uh, Richard, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I would tell all of our audience that if you have any needs for moving, you should reach out to Hampton Hall Movers. We're going to put all of the contact information in the description of the podcast so that you have all information that you need to be able to reach Richard and his team for their services. And thanks again for joining us today on Spilling the Title Tea, where we talk a little bit about business and a lot about life. That's all the tea we have for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Spilling the Title Tea and visit us online for more valuable resources at springdaletitle.com. Spilling the Title.